Welcome back to For Whom the Bell Trolls. This is Jolly. And this is Wolfe. And uh, it's Friday, baby. Oh, it's Friday. What oh, are we yeah. talking about today? Oh, man. Well, games? you know, you know, Halloween's new, tomorrow. Ooh, new games. Oh, yeah. There, there's a new game coming out today. Oh, I'm so excited. And because of it, we're going to talk about super massive games. And like games that are exceptionally large? No, the the company. Oh, actually. the company, yeah. super yeah. massive. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with oh, you. Oh, yeah, man. You. Until Don, Madam and Dan really get into that whole Dark Pictures anthology, uh, which Until Dawn's not part of. But no, you know. it's not part of the anthology, but it's still phenomenal. Yeah, and because it's Halloween, man, why not talk about some scary games? And, you know, hey, those are pretty good at scaring you. I mean, we just went through and played Men and Dan together a yeah, second time. and it was, yeah. It was, it was great. Yeah, we did a full playthrough. We did uh, the theatrical and then the curator's cut for the first time. So yeah. we got to experience that together. Yeah, and I got to got a chance to reconfirm that I'm still terrible at QTs. Oh, absolutely. He's yeah. the worst. Uh, but yeah, man. Whew. So let's go ahead and kick this off. All right, so we'll get started. So uh, Supermassive is a company that makes video games. There you go. <laughs> That's uh, all the information you need to know about them. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, no. They came out a few years ago with Until Dawn. and had a uh, pretty... Pretty well put together cast for a video game. Yeah. It had a uh, starred Hayden Panettiere. Um, it had Rami Mitchell in it. It has Peter Stormare. Yeah. It's just, it's got, it's got a lot of weight to it. Like they really got some big names for it and some good quality actors. Yeah. And one thing I like about Supermassive is their style, their approach to the games. And I guess it's not for everybody. This isn't like super game mechanics. Right, you're so, you're essentially in a movie, an interactive movie. Yeah, so we'll give them we'll we'll, we'll explain how the game works. It's not yeah. your traditional. It's it's not like Uncharted. It's not like Dark Souls. It's an interactive like movie experience. Yeah, and it is done so well. Oh, it's exceptional. Yeah, it's, it does. Uh, if you've ever played like Heavy Rain or yeah. uh, Indigo Prophecy, you understand like these kinds of games. Like they're a more passive gaming experience. It's yeah. more about enjoying the story than. Yeah being glued to your controller all the time and mashing buttons frantically. Oh, yeah, but they also do a really good job of when you do have to use that controller of making it, like, super Oh, yeah, intense. and then you'll have to hold the controller still and then other times mash the controller frantically. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's great. Oh, 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 wait, I'm just enjoying this scene, and oh, crap, there's a button I got to press. Oh, yeah, many, many times have been lulled into a false sense of security about, oh, this is really cool, I really want to watch this. Oh, crap, I got to hit the button. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to start off with Until Dawn, which for those of you that haven't played it, shame on you. Play it. Uh, but it's, so the whole setup for it is, uh, you know, it's a couple of kids that are having a party. It's like some high school kids. Yeah, like they, they had a party about a year before, and uh, these twin sisters, were, were they twins? Yeah, they were yeah. twins. Yeah, they ended up uh, disappearing. They play a prank on one of the girls, and yeah. she gets very upset. At their uh, their family's massive, like private mountain size yeah. ski lodge, like very very wealthy parents. Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah. And one of the girls, they play a prank on her because they're being mean, and she runs off, you know, into the dark, scary woods in the middle of a blizzard at night because you know that's how horror movies work. Yeah. And uh, you know the other twin goes after her, and then you know, some things happen and, uh, both of the twins just kind of disappear. Like they have an accident and they're both assumed dead. Yeah. And it also, I mean that, that whole lead up, that intro scenes like set up there, 
I mean, it does also have one of the best lines of video oh, games, Oh, don't you right? even start you with know, me. It's just a prank hand. It's just a prank hand. <laughs> but no, I mean, so that whole setup and... Terrible video game voice yeah. acting 101. Yeah, so after you do that intro, you get a really nice song after that and mm-hmm. kind of brings you through into the game. And what you're really playing through most of the game is a year after, and the brother... I decided to bring everybody back to the same location. Yeah, it's kind of a celebration, like a memorial to remember the two sisters. Yeah, which spoilers, by the way, as we're talking about the game. There's oh, we're be... going through the entire game. We're going yeah. through both of the games that are out already, so there's going to be spoilers. Yeah, there's going to be spoilers. Hey, there might be some things that we don't mention because we uh, just didn't get that. Um, yeah, we might have not actually seen it. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, oh, man, it's such a such <clears throat> a good experience though because when you first start off you know you you go in there you get introduced to every single character and it's stereotypical horror film yeah like i said this is a very wealthy family's ski lodge like they are one of two buildings on the mountain like it's a huge property yeah yeah and then you look at all the different people that are coming into there you have the jock and mm -hmm. like you have um Oh, well, I'm starting to forget character names. I mean, you have... Yeah, you're starting... You get your uh, classic douchebag super jock. You get your, like, underclassman jock. You've got your yeah. super popular girls. You've got your nerdy girls. you got your nerdy guy. Yeah, then you got, like, like the friend to everybody super nice girl. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, you get there, and, you know, it's kind of spooky, but it's all friends just having fun. And then eventually things start... Getting a little bit weird, right? Yeah. Like, the power won't come on all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, it is really cool, man. Because, like, we can just talk about different scenes and not describe the entire game to people. Oh, no. I want to give you guys something right now totally out of context. If you've played the game, you know. And if you haven't, I want you to understand the phrase, Cabinet Wolverines. Yeah, I and it, that's all the information I'm giving you. Oh no, I expected other than it, it scared the absolute shit out of me. Oh yeah, yeah, like that was so scary. I expect every time I like that game until dawn is the only reason why in any other game that I play, if there's a cabinet that I have to open, I'm afraid to. Oh, if I have to open anything, I get nervous now because yeah. of it. Yeah, like man, cabinet dude. Wolverines will scare the shit out of you, and that's all. Yeah, yeah, no, you'll find out. Yeah, so you keep leading on, and like you get into like. Man, there's like some dude chasing you. Like he's appearing in the background. Yeah, all of stuff. a sudden, there's like a scary masked figure. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, what? What the heck is all this, man? Like this is like a. And then you know, then there's other weird stuff going on. Yeah, like, like you're outside trying to fix the generator, and all of a sudden you hear like god awful screaming, and then like jets of flame go flying into the air in the background in yeah. the middle of the woods, and you're like, excuse me. Oh yeah, man. Or like that one scene where Mike and. Uh, his new girlfriend is in the cabin and she just gets, well, depending on how things go, she gets like yanked oh, out of the she window. She gets straight yeeted through <laughs> a very small window in a door. Yeah. Like it is the craziest, like scariest thing. You're like, oh my God. Oh yeah. Like it's on now, which is really cool to me because, well, there's a creature known as a Wendigo in the game. Well, multiples actually. Oh, yeah. It does a and, fine line because at first you don't know about the Wendigos. The Wendigos yeah. become a problem about halfway through. Yeah. You think it's just scary guy like in a mask that's trying to hunt everybody down and kill them because they, you know, of course, 
hey, let's split up, gang. And everybody splits up. And then suddenly people are being like hunted by this terrifying clown masked figure. Yeah. That's, you know, your traditional like, oh, I'm a psycho killer. So you're running from that the whole time. And then halfway through the game, you get this massive gear shift into, oh, shit. Now we're dealing with supernatural entities. Yeah. And they're. Good God, they are terrifying. They are super creepy, man. Like, it just, uh, like, long, gangly, just... Oh, my God, man. The character models for the Wendigos in that game still scare the crap out of me. Oh, yeah. They're they're just insane. The way they move, the way they sound, it's just... uh, It's 10 pounds of nope in a 5-pound bag. Oh, yeah, man. Man, and, like... it gets even more intense the further you get into the game. Like when you finally figure out who the mass figure is and you have the mass figure trapped. And then this old man comes out of the woods with like a freaking flamethrower attached yeah, to his Yeah, and then back. you realize, okay, it wasn't dragons. It was screaming Wendigos and a flamethrower. Yeah. And you're trying to figure this out. And this guy's like, no, this guy is not the worst thing you have to worry about here. There's Wendigos out here and I've been hunting them for years. Yeah. You know, and... I'm your friendly neighborhood exterminator. <laughs> yeah. They're <laughs> like, who the hell are you? Like, my yeah. family is the only people that live up here. The only yeah. other building is like, because uh, because horror movies got a horror movie, yeah. the only other building on the mountain is a shut down mental asylum. Yep. A sanitarium. And don't doubt yourself. You will go there. Oh, yeah. Because the movies got a movie. Oh, yeah, man. And, oh, man, it is so creepy. Like, the environments of that game was done so well. Like, the mine shafts. And everything else that you had to go through in that game, just so good. Oh, absolutely. Everything about that game is phenomenal. The storytelling is really good. The voice acting is really good outside of that one bad line, which (laughs) you could argue a bad line versus a bad voice actor any day. Like There's some things, I hate sand. Nobody could have sold that line. Don't feel bad, okay? Yeah. Like, cut cut Annie some slack. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Nobody could have said that properly. Sir Christopher Lee would not have done that well either. And like the environments, like they do a really good job of just setting that up. And we'll get deeper into the environments because I think when we talk about Man of Medan, it gets so much better. That's when we kick shit up to 11 as far as the environmental, like the ambience and how scary an environment can be. Yeah. Yeah. But. You know, going into it, because Until Dawn is like the, like, this is the introduction. This is how they want to do games, and they're right. showing it to us. And it was kind of like that test run, kind of. And, man, when it comes to, like we were talking about with QTEs and things like, okay, hold the controller perfectly oh, still. Yeah. Like, these, that like that is the perfect style of getting engagement with that type of game. Because usually, I mean, you're just walking around. You can't even run in that game. No, you're you limited briskly. to a brisk walk. Yeah, like walk faster. Really? That That's my option? Yeah, I hold L1 to walk slightly faster. So yeah. now I'm at two miles per hour instead yeah. of one. Yeah, so like those QTEs add so much intensity to it because, I mean, like in one scene, there's a Wendigo right there by you. You have to hold it completely still so it doesn't see you. Mm-hmm. And that, like, even watching you play it, because that's the first experience I oh, had. Yeah. Was watching I had you played play. that game, and I had everyone else on the couch watching yeah. me play that game. That was intense for me. I was sweating for you, buddy. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. I can still think about it, and my hands will sweat. Yeah. <laughs> but that was just a way that they took advantage of some of the inlaid technology in the PlayStation. Like, yeah. that's 
a legitimate section there it's several times in the game you will have to hold the controller completely still because something is near you and if you move you'll fail that quick time event and characters can die like yeah. that's another aspect we haven't really talked about that's the way the entire game is predicated yeah. everyone can live just like everyone can die like yeah. as far as the main cast <clears throat> yeah. excuse me as far as the main cast is concerned so it's up to you. You make their decisions. You essentially are deciding who lives and who dies. Yeah, which goes into like the whole overarching mechanic that they have inside the whole game, which is the butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. And it explains it to you from the get-go. You look at a statue and it tells you like, oh, this this colored butterfly and that colored butterfly like tells you like you have danger you have right prim- uh, this is a premonition of fortune yeah. this is a premonition of danger this <sighs> is a premonition of death yeah and it'll show you like little scenes out of context and you're supposed to more or less remember those yeah. for later on in the game you're like Never in my life have I thought I'd string together the sentence, oh shit, I better make sure I grab that pool noodle. Yeah, right. Like, wait, this seems really important. <laughs> yeah, like you know, this Stuff thing, like that. Like, yeah, man. And like the, the, the butterfly effect and you're, you're finding these totems laid throughout the entire thing. And it's so cool because every single decision you make affects what goes on in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for example, your first playthrough, you had... The two characters, Ashley and uh, uh, the nerdy guy. I can't remember his name now. Uh, Chris. Chris, thank you. I believe. Uh, but you, uh, you're sitting there at a table and there's a saw going off between you two. And you don't know. It's actually just like a movie prop. Like it's actually not dangerous. But you have to make the decision of, you know, you getting hit by it or her getting hit by it. And like you made the decision to send it towards her and save yourself. And later on in the game, you're being chased by a Wendigo trying to get inside the house. She locks the door and walks away. Oh, no, 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 no. That <laughs> one, uh, the Sauls was uh, the girl and the brother played by Rami Mitchell. And he Oh, can, he had to decide. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. And yeah. Chris had to make the decision. No, the two of them are, you know, mild <laughs> interests in each other. Their whole backstory yeah. is, is they both like each other, but nobody's willing to make a move. So they have that kind of awkward, nerdy romance blossoming. And it's beautiful. But like he said, you're put in a position. No, they're stuck at a table with yeah. a gun with one bullet. Oh yeah, yeah. And some other terrible trap. And the masked killer is telling them, you know, one of you is going to die regardless. Like you can take pity on the other and kill them, like shoot them in the head, and then you know die horribly yourself. But you're probably both going to die here. Yeah. And you can make the decision as Chris to either shoot yourself or shoot her. Well, if you shoot her, she remembers that shit. And oh, later, yeah. when you're being chased by that Wendigo, you're like, no, please hold the door. And she's like, sorry, bro. Yep. Locks it in your face and just walks off. Oh, yeah. And like it's just little things like that. That's and this is savagery. Yeah, yeah. And that butterfly, it's not called the butterfly effect in every game. Every game has its own little thing. But this is an overarching thing for every single one of their games. Yeah, it's the butterfly effect in Until Dawn and in Man of Medan, which is the first part of the Dark Pictures anthology. It's called Your Moral Compass. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still get, the same overarching. Like you still have premonitions, you still have things like that. Yeah, and uh, so I mean that's always cool because there's so many different ways. Like you said, everyone can die, everyone can live. Certain characters can die while everyone else lives. There's so many different ways. There's so much you can go back and play back with. And as we move into well, Man of Medan, we already talked about a lot of the setup. Mm-hmm. Man of Medan, like, and I like this. I know a lot of people 
aren't like huge on ghost ship type stuff, but good God, this is like that game, the environment of doing a ghost ship mm-hmm. was just insanely just scary at a lot of times. Cause I mean, they did little things like something passing like a shadow across the wall or you go to walk out of a room and there's like a pinup girl in the corner as you walk out. Like, yeah, it will purposely play tricks on you as you're moving through the environment. Yeah. You will see things on screen that the characters don't always see, but you can see them. Oh yeah. So like when the first game we, in uh, until dawn, we had Peter Stormare who plays a therapist yeah. And you'll do certain sections of the game and every so often you'll like be transported back to his office and you'll have conversations with him. Yeah. So he's kind of like a not really like a myth, like a mythological figure, but he's just he's outside of the game. He references the game. He breaks the fourth wall with you. Yeah. He'll talk to you about your decisions and about things like that. Well, in Man of Medan, we have the curator. Yeah. And First off, I'm completely smitten by the curator. Oh, like, man. He's handsome. He's well-educated. I love it. He's perfect. Oh, and he's also kind of a cheeky bastard. Oh, yeah. But the curator is actually kind of like some, appears to be some sort of like supernatural entity. Because while playing Man of Medan, if you look in the background of certain scenes, you'll actually see him standing in the background watching Oh, you. yeah. Yeah, and this is the character that's connecting all of the dark. Because this yes. uh, Man of Medan is the start of the Dark Pictures anthology, right? right. So, like the curator's the yeah, he's characters. the curator. You're it's yeah. based on films. It's set around the idea of a film. He is the curator. He's the keeper of knowledge. He takes care of the stories that you're being told. Yeah, and he'll even tell you this is one particular way this set of events could have happened. So it really plays with like a multiverse theory oh, of. Yeah. These decisions, some of these decisions aren't set in stone. You can influence a lot of things for good or bad. And yeah. he flat out tells you, you their fate is in your hands. And yeah. when you make a mistake and you kill a character, he'll call you out on it. Oh, yeah. But he yeah. absolutely will. He, oh, yeah. uh, he got yeah. a little bit too much in my head the other night and oh. really upset me about some things he said. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that, that is such a cool character in that. And then, like, like I was saying, like, the environment of Manamadan... No, absolutely. Is just, it, it is so scary because it's not even just like, okay, you got these things in the background and like, okay, you got jump scares because it's horror. Yeah, it's going to have jump scares. You know yeah. that. Yeah. And what, but what really got me is just that setting. Because then you find out in the middle of it all, spoilers, we already said it, you know, it's a hallucinogen. You know, you have this thing, like everybody's hallucinating. That's why you're all seeing different things. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we talked about, you know, the way with all the playthroughs we've done, we haven't seen it yet, but there's one character that's talking about seeing a child the entire time. Yeah, and you never see it. Yeah, and there's one character, uh, Julia specifically. She hasn't been forthright about what she sees. She just keeps saying she saw something in the shadows. But there is a child ghost somewhere. Yeah. Like one other characters see it. Like it's it's kind of crazy. But Supermassive did their research. Like they did a lot of research about the setting for Until Dawn, but especially when it comes to Man of Medan, it's based around the ghost story of the Orang Medan. Yeah. Like it's a real world thing that happened. It's a real world mystery that people still don't know what actually happened to that ship. Yeah. Like all they know is that it kind of went missing and uh, everybody on board died. Yeah. 
And it just became like a missing ship. It's a ghost ship. So choosing that particular setting to tell that story was phenomenally incredible choice. Oh, yeah. yeah, and man, like, and I like. I'm glad you mentioned that because that is good. Like they do really good research. You go back into Until Dawn, the way they did Wendigos and the stuff that you find out about Wendigos in there. That was really well done research because that is the actual lore behind. Oh yeah, and they actually give you a lot of that lore in game like you can find secrets in game that will tell you more about it yeah like their lore game is strong like super massive is on point if you're looking for a good narrative in a game bar none their number one choice yeah and if you're looking just to get scared because hey you know halloween their best way to do it absolutely like they're still they're respectable all the way around but uh i think actually we're about to come up on a break how about when we come back, we finish talking about Man and Madan in depth, and we even talk a little bit about Supermassive's next project. A little hope. Little hope. Yeah. Based entirely around the Salem Witch Trials. Yep. In a place called Little Hope. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a lot to talk about that because I'm super excited. And we may even, when we come back, you know, maybe we might have our own little theories about what's coming on next. Ooh. Uh, it's going to be saucy. Yeah. So... While we got this chance, go ahead, guys, while we're going to this break, hit the like button, clobber. Are we going to hit it or are we going to clobber it? I mean, we kind of have a brand. No, no, we're going to clobber that subscribe button. Clobber. That's right. And crush that notification button. Crush. All right. And while you're also at it, guys, please check those links below for the Teespring shirts. We got a few more. Actually just added an egg Zachly shirt. Oh, God, he did it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it happened. Yeah, well, dude, I say it like every single podcast. But I don't know that. Uh, it's meme-tastic. Oh, yes. And, uh, you know, you want to support us directly, we have that Patreon in there as well. Also in there, affiliate link for Audible. Uh, you can get a 30-day free trial, two free books, no cost to you, and it helps us out as well. Absolutely, and especially being spooky season, um, there's a lot of good stuff you guys oh, can yeah. brush up on and read. Like, yeah, I mean, there's so many good horror classic books out horror there. literature, my friend. Don't sleep on it. Yeah, I mean, maybe this is your chance. Maybe if you've never read Stephen King before, and don't you like some of the films. What? What? I didn't say a word. Yeah, you know, it, whoever you got, like, there's a chance for you to read it. So, uh, you want cosmic horror? Read something about H.P. Lovecraft. Oh yeah. Oh man. You want some body horror? Lovecraft. Yeah. Uh, you want horror, <laughs> horror, Lovecraft. Actually, this is just a pitch for Lovecraft. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. There's so, so many ahead. great horror books out there. Yeah. You guys owe it to yourself to give it a listen. Even the classics like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein or yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Like, oh, yeah. Give them a look, man. They're classic. They're literary oh. classics for a reason. Exactly. And Audible does it such a good way. Like the, the, the sound is always good. The narrators are always really good. I've used it for years. I love uh-huh. Audible. Uh, so. Go ahead, guys, check that out during the break, and we'll be right back to talk even more about the Dark Pictures Anthology. Hello, all you beautiful beings out there. My name is Wolfe. And this is Jolly. He's a little slow on the uptake, but we love him nonetheless. He's a handsome, young man. Yeah, it's all shiny. Sorry. That's fair. Welcome back to For Whom the Bell Tolls. Trolls, yes. Yes. That's what I said. It trolls for thee. You can play back the audio if you want. No, it's fine. You I can just take don't my hear word that for well. it. Yeah. But I anyways, totally hey man, let's get back into one. let's get back into the really cool stuff. Absolutely. Right? We were yeah. talking about Supermassive Games, the video game company. We've been talking about Until Dawn, and 
we're about to really get into The Man of Medan, which is the first part of their Dark Pictures anthology. The second part of the anthology is actually coming out very soon, and we're going we're gonna to give a little bit of hopes and dreams and what we want to see and what we're really excited for on that, too. But first, back to the ghost ship. Oh, yeah, man. Ooh. Ooh, man. Like, that was super, super scary. So I'm going to go ahead and let you people in on this. Uh, we should have recorded it because we might have had our worst playthrough on the curator's cut. I will absolutely night. not ever admit to that publicly. <laughs> I, we, we killed off characters we didn't even want to kill off because... Listen, uh, it was an accident. Yeah, I no, st- it was it was pl- happy planned. Uh, misses of QTEs that yeah, we actually want to make. definitely was not a FUBAR situation. Um, yeah. But hey, we figured out how to get the gas mask. Yeah, we did. We got the gas mask that you can use for approximately six seconds. I mean, he might have been able to use it longer. I don't know because I failed that QTE <laughs> yeah. accidentally because I got used to hitting circle and square to dodge attacks and all of a sudden it was like, X. I was like, <laughs> fuck. And then I got stabbed in the tummy. It was terrible. I was like, oh no, it's so bad. No, man. And that's the type of stuff it's there bad is. Stuff. Yeah. And I think that's a nice addition to it. Like, not only do you get this theater mode thing where you can play it with your friends, which I, it, look, guys, if you're together on Halloween, please get this theater game. mode is yeah. where it's at it's yeah. up to five players but it's only on one controller you just everybody picks somebody that they want to control and you pass the controller the game will tell you you know this player's turn this player's turn it's great what else are you gonna how how else can you entertain five people with one controller yeah and it's so much fun because then you can watch each other's decisions maybe you can make a decision that makes it bad for another oh, player you absolutely like, have all the power to completely screw over your friends and family yeah in this or, game or you know everybody can watch you as you fell qte after qte and somehow that character still survives listen Julia. i don't want to talk about it we uh, accidentally killed <clears throat> like everybody but Julia. I'm pretty sure that she's either bugged or she's just fucking unkillable. <laughs> yeah. I hit the right QTEs. Right. Instead. I no. succeeded when it mattered. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> no, they uh you know, the, like that that was a nice addition to it. And they're continuing that on with the next project. Right. So let's give a little bit of background on Man of Medan, because we gave an introduction. Yeah. Okay, so in this one, you're with you're a set of brothers that are going on a scuba diving trip with one of the guy's girlfriends and her brother. So you've got, you know, two siblings and the boat captain. Yeah. And her name is Fliss. And I don't know how I feel about her, to be perfectly honest with you, because yeah, that... I thought she was also unkillable until I saw her die. And that still bothers me sometimes. Because that, that was, was, that was pretty, was pretty gruesome. Yeah. She, uh... Definitely got her head caved in with a sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way... But they didn't show it on screen, if you're worried about that. If any of you were a little gore-weak. Like, it happens off-screen, but it's still pretty terrifying. Well, that's one good thing about the game, is, like, they show just enough gore to kind of freak you out and, like, scare you, but they don't go overboard with it. Like, I don't need to see a smash Yeah, we're not. There's different things for the... uh, gore hounds yeah. out there now if you really want to see some really good gore you owe it to yourself if you've already played through go back through play the curator's cut for the the introductory like the scene with the two soldiers and like, oh the my background. god like go back and play through that so that you get a chance to see what the fortune teller's face look like that is probably one of the 
creepiest, scariest, most awesome faces Dude, I've that ever is seen the in my life. Coolest like creature effect I have ever seen in my life. I love it. It, it is. So I was good. completely flabbergasted when it happened. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, oh my God, it was so good. It was very good. Yeah. But I digress. I'm sorry. I, I got sidetracked and yeah. got excited. But so no. you hired this you know, per- private charter boat. The two, uh, the brother and sister, uh, Conrad and Julia, are both loaded. They're both from an extremely wealthy family. Yeah. So they're both a little spoiled. Yeah. Uh, the other brother, the one that's dating Julia, is Alex. He's pre-med. So, you know, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's showing that, you know, he's yeah. going to college. He's going to make yeah. something of himself. He's, he's, the best way to describe it, he's just Count Michael B. Jordan. He definitely like. is, but I still love him. Yeah. Even though I'll always love Michael B. Jordan. Oh, yeah, he's always for, so much better. Yeah. They should have put, put him in the next game, please, guys. <sighs> no, oh, this God. is the time when we find out it was actually him in the game under a pseudonym. Oh, uh, right. And we look like real assholes. Yeah, I know. Sorry, bro. But then, you know, Alex's little brother, Brad, is also tagging along, and Brad is like, check out the big brain on Brad. Like, yeah. he is a super smart dude. Yeah. Brad got interested in World War II and figured out the coordinates of a plane wreckage that yeah. has still been undiscovered. Yeah, and just to speed it up a little bit, pirates take over, they get into a ghost ship. Oh, I'm sorry, I yeah. wasn't going fast enough for you. I well, wanted to no. set the mood, okay? We need to get the well, characters I mean, established because they're all very important when they die. Yeah, no, exactly. And they spend a lot of time, that's probably my only knock on Venom and Dan, is they do spend a lot of time building these characters up, which is nice. But You, know, you I are want not at all these. lacking for characters. Oh, yeah, no. They, they definitely do a really good job of character building. So I'll give them that. That's why I give them a bet. Like, that's my only knock yeah, on the game. Yeah, it just does feel like it trails on it, for a yeah, while. Yeah, because I, I want to be... Go- Come on, man. Let me see the ghosties. Let me get a little bit scared. I want to pee myself a little. Yeah, what I just explained to you guys is roughly the first 30 minutes of the game. Yeah. Like, it, it drags yeah. a little bit. And, you know, how I ended it there, I was like, oh, yeah, Pirates Take Over. And that's the rest yeah, of the game. Yeah, that's how the game really goes. Quickly. It's just like, <laughs> okay, uh, we're creeping, we're creeping, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> yeah. But the the rest of that game is just so fast and Yeah, intense. and then they don't let up. When yeah. they finally decide to hammer down on the gas pedal, they don't let it go. And it's phenomenal. Yeah, I love the way that's done. And also, inside the game, you come across a few premonitions in there that has nothing to do with that game. Yeah. And uh, you start wondering about it. Oh, wait. There's this game coming out, you know, October 30th, today, Friday, called Little Hope. And it's about, well, essentially the witch trials. Not necessarily in Salem, but it's the same idea. We always refer to it as Salem witch trials. But you get premonitions in that, which the uh, from the looks of that premonition, you see someone standing on a ledge kind of hanging themselves. Mm-hmm. And it looked like uh, whoever the character for uh, William Poulter is. Um, so, like, so you see something that kind of leads up to that game. There's also other hints to Little Hope. The curator says something about Yeah, the about curator it. directly tells you, like, we'll see you again in Little Hope. Or maybe, or somewhere, else. maybe somewhere else. Yeah. At so, the end of the game. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we're going to spend a little bit more time on Little Hope here. Man, I got to watch some, like demo playthrough by uh you know a few youtubers and streamers got their hands on it uh super massive sent it out to them and dude it looks so good like if if man and madame wasn't your thing because you're not into ghost ships this game's for you like little hope takes everything that they did good in the past two games Mm -hmm. and now you're in this like 
almost ghost town. Like the setup for the story is it's a you know a group of college kids with their professor, and I think the other player, might, other character, might be a professor or something. They don't really explain that. Yeah, too it much. looks like one of the characters is a teacher. Like it's kind of set up yeah. on it's like a school trip to yeah. this place. Well, their bus get, breaks down yeah. or gets in a wreck, and they're the only that they survive, and they end up in the woods, and they get into Little Hope, which is a former town. It's like a dead town. Mm-hmm. And uh, would you say it's a ghost town? Yeah, actually. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's really, so you get this set up, and what you see in the demo is really kind of cool. It's kind of most of the way into the game, because they're making mentions of other things. But what they're doing with it is, you know, that there was a, uh, there was a lady that was killed during the witch trials. She was drowned as a witch. And, you know, her ghost is now in there in the game, is what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like, she'll show up at random times and grab certain characters. And from the looks of it, it's, it's very specific characters. And your characters that are in the, you know, the present time frame all have someone that looks like them in the trials. Right. So we're playing a little bit with uh, time travel, more or less. Well, well, essentially, not, not time it's, travel, essentially. I, it's just you're going from the present to the past, like well, two parallel stories. Yeah. And it could be one of those things where maybe it's their minds, like... Mm-hmm. trying to place faces on there because they're also in that scene you go to look into the trial when she's having her trial actually done with the reverend and the judge uh there's a character in there that has no face it is a blank face character oh and you're like wait what who's that supposed to be like yeah, that is creepy somebody looking. that you don't know was there like somebody yeah. you don't realize was there yeah so it goes really deep into that and you know, it just—it's a quick demo that those guys play through, which you can look it up on YouTube and see the demo play. But it—it it has you have this mist. You have these. You're in the forest. You're in the town. You go through a an abandoned police station, and look at some things. And like, there are just the certain points that they pick to show you the storylines and the like. The motion capture has gotten so much better. Mm-hmm. It is just—it looks good. They even show uh, one of the people went through and made sure that one of the characters died just to see how it looked. And it's actually in the trailer. Mm -hmm. If you see the lady getting the chains whipped around her and everything, like that creature coming up out of the water, the hand that you see is doing that and it yanks it to her. And it's actually like her doppelganger, essentially. Like this, the witch that died during the trial Mm -hmm. that got drowned looks like that lady. And then Ooh, it ends up a like, twist. yeah, it ends up like just spewing this black goo into her mouth. And you're like, oh my God, like this looks good. It's intense. It is creepy and scary. And there is nothing to me. Like there's no, no horror game is ever going to be scarier than one that has an open environment. Oh, you know? absolutely. Like if you put me in the woods, you put me out into an open town. Like that's why Silent Hill was so scary. Like, you barely had vision, and it was an open space. Dude, some of Man of Medan reminded me of old Silent Hill. Yeah. Like, just how tight the indoor environments are. Because it's got the, you know, static cameras instead of having a dynamic camera. Yeah. So, you'll... You'll see a lot of stuff. It's a lot of it is very Silent Hill reminiscent. If yeah. that'll help sell you guys on the idea, yeah. which so far Man of Medan was the only one that's in a closed environment, really. Yeah, and you know, the, until dawn is you traipse across a mountain and little hope. You know, you're in a ghost town. Yeah, and that's why I'm probably going to enjoy. I, I really want to get my hands on Little Hope as soon as possible mm-hmm. because man, that looks 
that looks like it's going to scare crap. I'm going to need all my friends and like maybe lots of lights and Listen, dude, everything I'm, when I play the game. And I'm, I'm probably going to be able to sleep for like three days, yeah, but no, it's going to be enjoyable. No, no. I'm, I'm a grown man, and I'll admit right now, I'm not a horror fan. I'm oh. really not. Shit scares. Oh, yeah. Like, scares badly. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. it's, it's going to be bad. It was really enjoyable, though. Like, I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm actually trying to go back and figure out exactly how long it's going to take me to platinum man of Madame, oh, yeah. just because I want to see the game is so well written and so well produced with such amazing effects that I really am excited to see every possible outcome. I want oh, yeah. to see the story from every conceivable angle. Like it, it's got me hooked pretty hard. Oh yeah, man. There's so many different ways to do it. And like with this newest one coming out, it's going to be good. And I, I want to see more. Mm-hmm. And I know they, they said, hey, we're doing our tri- trilogy just to test it out, essentially. Like, right. You know, they're, they're like we're doing definitely doing a trilogy. Yeah, the Dark Pictures Anthology is going to be at least a three-part series. Yeah. And there may be more, and I hope we do see more, because I like this style of game. I think this is a nice way to do horror, because it can be... Hardcore gamers can play it just as much, because it has so much replayability mm-hmm. with all the different stories. But casual gamers can get something out of it, too. Plus... Hey, you get the added effect of it's a party game now. Like you can be scared with up to five of your friends, which is also a feature that's going to be in Little Hope. Yeah, and that's one of the great things about it is the movie night mode was included in Man of Medan, and yeah. it's going to be included in Little Hope, so that you have the opportunity. Until dawn is like a twelve-hour gameplay. Yeah, like at least. I mean, if you could run, both of the games would probably only be like forty-five minutes. Yeah, but that's not the point. Until Dawn is a much, much longer experience than Man of Medan is. Like, we sat down in about five or six hours and played through the game twice. We played Man of Medan. Yeah. Like, it's it's much, much shorter. Oh, yeah. But and it seems it seems like that reason alone is what really gives it merit as a, like, movie night game. Yeah. Because you don't have to worry about dragging on for too long and people getting bored or wandering off. If you've got a group of friends and you want to sit down and get scared silly together and you've got two and a half, three hours to kill, go for it. Like, this is your game. And too many people sleep on these these developers. Like, I don't feel like they've got enough credit for revolutionizing storytelling in video games. Yeah, and we need that in video games. We need good storytelling and i like it when developers are willing to go like hey this is what they do on film we have the technology we can actually do that now we can build it we can make them better we have the technology <laughs> yeah sorry about that but uh yeah i also get choked up when i make lee majors references yeah pretty much man. it gets me every time and that's a joke for all the 50 plus year olds in the, <laughs> in the room <laughs> Right. But no, we uh we talked about all the games. We're excited about Little Hope. I personally have something that I'm looking forward to because we know it's gonna be at least a trilogy. Yeah. And we've seen in Man of Medan that they like to hint at their other games. Yeah. Like they like to give us some some little forewarning. It's almost like they're Babe Ruth over here calling their shots. Mm-hmm. I have my own speculation about what the third game is gonna be. And my dear sweet friend Jolly here has helped me put this theory together. So I feel like it's safely assumed that this is our theory. Oh, yeah. And it's a shot in the dark. Mind you, we haven't done a whole lot of research. We're just going off of what we've seen in game Uh, and what makes sense to our minds right then and now. Oh, yeah. This is definitely just a kind of a half-baked theory. But 
I really feel like the third game is going to be the Mask of Madness. Yeah. Because you see an old movie poster from the 40s yeah, just, on the ship that is like pristine. Yeah. It's right in your face. You can't miss it. It's for the Mask of Madness, the old film. And yeah. then we've got a lot of stuff in Man of Medan dealing with like some kind of cult. Like there's a book of like magic. It shows you how to draw pentagrams and stuff. Like there's very heavy, like cult themes. Yeah. Which could be specifically just for Fliss because of her kind of like more spiritual, supernatural acceptance. Uh, But it is definitely like out of place compared to everything else that's going on Mm -hmm. in the game. So it's kind of like, well, maybe there's something more to this. Right. Maybe she knows something here. Or there's, maybe it's just that's what she's seeing because there's there, there's some real stuff. What really got me is when you're first in the ship, like when you get on the the Rangmadan, they you know the the pirates kind of throw you into a room by yourselves. If you walk around that room, you find a newspaper, and on the front of it is talking about the war. But the actual part that it highlights and it actually shows you the story for is. Archaeologists, a group of archaeologists go missing in Iraq. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. I was like, this has got to be it. Like, oh, this absolutely. has got to be this next thing they're doing. And I hope to God they do because I kind of feel like when it comes to horror and like whether it's mythology or anything like that, there are really, really good horror myths and just horror stories from the Middle East. And they don't get represented enough. Oh, yeah. Nobody talks about the cave giants that speak Hebrew. That shit's terrifying. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants to talk about... You know, we always talk about genies, but that comes from the Yeah, the gin. actual gin. Yeah, no, like, it's those terrifying. Things, those things are actually terrifying. Oh, and, I'm really hoping that they go that direction for the third entry because I feel like that has the potential to be the most terrifying to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I would... I would love to see that. I would love to be like, make us that archaeology crew that disappeared. Oh, that would be so terrible. That would be so great. Oh, God. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that is the third game. I really believe that could be possible. And it could be the Mask of Madness that you're Listen, looking man, for. Listen, man, I'm feeling like they're going, they're exploring in the Middle East. They unearthed some stuff. You know, we've got Mesopotamia. We've got all these old civilizations that were in the Middle East. Yeah. Okay, they're archaeologists. They're digging up shit. It's the Mask of Madness. I'm telling you, and somebody wants to take it, and other people are like, nah, bro, don't. And then everything just goes haywire. Oh, yeah. Don't touch that. Don't dig that up. And then well, they do it anyway. You guys saw The Mummy with Brendan Fraser. You know better. Yeah, and well, also, if you pay attention to the overarching every single game they've made so far, which I know there's only two. Yes, every single both game. <laughs> yeah. All well, we have two a third coming soon, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there is a insanity aspect to it. Until Dawn had an insanity aspect with well mm-hmm. how Wendigos became to be in that area and also one of the characters kinda went insane. Okay. And then you get into Man of Medan and you have this yeah, you know everybody is that under the influence people, of this terrible hallucinogenic like chemical. Yeah, that makes them a little insane. They go crazy. I mean the the ship captain for the pirates just starts running around and starts trying to murk everybody he comes across because yeah. he's lost his mind. And, like, so that, there's this overarching thing. And if that ends up in Little Hope, they got to be keeping that trend going. Mm-hmm. So why not add something like that? 
So I'm interested to see what effect they come up with because in Until Dawn we had the don't move the controller. Yeah. During certain scenes. And then in Man of Medan, we got the infinitely worse tap the button along with the heartbeats while hiding yeah. mechanic. And that just kind of ruined me in general. Oh, yeah. Because your, heart, your heartbeat personally while you're playing is going way faster than oh, that. Oh, yeah. Heartbeat. It'll throw you off. Yeah. You don't, don't sleep on that. Oh, that yeah. is a serious mechanic. I but, wonder. I can't wait to see what they come up with for Little Hope. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I can't wait any longer. Oh yeah, dude. I I I really want to get a day one. Hey guys. Also, I really hope if you're ones that pre-ordered this, I would love to see what the curator's cut is like when they cuz you get early access to that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to I would love to see that. Uh but also give us your ideas. Go ahead, go down to the comments. Tell us what you think the next game is going to be. Maybe you heard somebody else that's actually good at making theories, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Maybe you listen to somebody who's not talking out of their ass. Yeah. Like, maybe you listen to somebody that actually knows what they're talking about, has really studied these games and played every single portion of it, and like, no, this is actually, like, this is what we believe. Uh, so, you know, go ahead, go drop down in the comments. Let us know what you think. Let us know your favorite part of any of the games. Um, maybe the scariest part, or what you love about those games, if you've never played it. I don't know. I think it'd be you know? kind of hard to beat out-scaring somebody with a, having to fight a Wendigo underwater in a cave that's yeah that's going to be hard to beat in terms of spoopiness oh yeah that is oof. but you know hey guys go ahead and leave whatever you want to tell us your favorite of the games and hey you know just enjoy it also if you're listening to us on the podcast please give us a review leave us a comment also you can leave us a voice message if you like and i would be more than happy to play that during the show well, at some point that sounds a little dangerous Right? Well, I like the obviously, danger. Obviously, we have to, you know, well, clearly to according to, you know, FCC guidelines. And <laughs> Wait, what? No, what? But yeah, so go ahead and do that. Uh, also, guys, don't forget about that Patreon. You know, if you want to support us directly, the link is in the description. Uh, if it's not, you know, you can always copy paste and put it in there as well. Um, and we will have that Audible that we told you about. Go ahead and check out that link. Also underneath here, I'm going to find all the games. Uh, we're going to put affiliate links for Amazon for all the games are going to be down there below as well. Finding you the best deal possible and uh, allowing you to actually purchase these games because, man, you deserve to play. Yeah, like, seriously, so please don't underestimate this company. They have made solid gold two yeah. games in a row. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to see what they're going to do with the third one. Yeah. Don't don't sleep on these guys. They yeah. deserve all the recognition, and you deserve to play through these experiences yourself. Yeah, so I can't wait. We'll probably end up talking about them again in the future. So, guys, enjoy the rest of your Friday. Enjoy what is left of this spooky season. Play a little hope tonight. It's only 30 bucks. Enjoy yourself. That's right. And, uh, well, remember, it trolls for thee. It trolls for thee. Good night, everybody, and stay safe. Happy Halloween from all of us here under the bridge. From our bridge to yours, if you would. Goodbye, everybody.